Sorry, I started laughing at the comments. Way I, too, too. I, Aaron's coming in strong right off the bat. We're kicking off this show, and Aaron's already got the comment of the night. Like just... Anyway, allow me to introduce this show properly. Uh, this is the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. We are very proud to be part of the Variety Sports Network. And uh, just real quick note on those guys. They're doing an amazing job adding more and more stuff all the time. You can see some stuff. If you're watching the visual here, um, they've got some agreements now with uh, uh, different uh, studio sponsors as well as uh, some ticket uh, agencies and stuff. So um, shout out to, to those guys. They're doing great. and um, of course, uh, at this particular time, we originate from the Bradshaw Bourbon Studio. Salute, Brad, everybody. Thank you. Um, and I, I, Chris just reminded me, did we tell Scarps about this? I don't think we did. We probably weren't supposed to say anything. It was probably supposed to be a surprise, but we said on the last show it would be a good idea to chip in and get you a Mason Rudolph jersey, Scarps. Um, and and we know you'd wear it proudly, um, you know. I mean, so thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. I see well, it would be from that. I... It would be from that Chinese, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. thing, you know, with the, like twenty five bucks. DH Gate, I think. Yes. Um, I you know, it's like an extra five dollars. You want to have it customized, right? You know, you miss one show, and you and everybody just talks trash. I see how it is. It's the same. It's the wave with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Miss one show, you're screwed. Yeah, that's why I always chime in preemptively and tell you guys to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I've missed you, Benjamin. Yeah, two <laughs> weeks without him. How, how have you survived? Uh, all right. Hey, the Steelers won their preseason opener 27-17 down at the friendly confines of Tampa Bay. Um, and we'll we'll get everybody's thoughts in, in just a second here. I just want to uh, check out some of the comments here real quick. We, we've got some great people in, as usual, already. I'm not going to say all of them because I'll probably forget somebody, but hello and welcome back, everybody, and welcome to uh, those of you that watch later at your own time or those of you that listen. Um, thanks so much for doing so. We're uh, we're going to have another great show tonight. Um, and, and Freak just asked a, a question. Um, Canada's play calling, is he being handcuffed? Um, I, I think I know what he's it's referring pre-season. to. It's preseason. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a vanilla scheme. It's not going. It's. I mean, it, let's worry about that after week one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what it is. Is that you know, no offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator for that matter is going to uh, show their hand with anything, um, especially in the preseason. So I, I, I don't know. Um, Ian, you look like you're going to say something funny oh. in regards to Matt Canada. <laughs> no, I mean, that I, he sucks. There's that. No, I was I was thinking. No, I was laughing to myself about when you mentioned vanilla, just because the defensive schemes were so vanilla. Like, yeah, they were literally playing the softest zone possible, and we're just like, yeah, we're not even gonna really try and cover. Like, there were guys running wide open in right. the secondary, and they're just like, yeah, we're just playing cover two. We're just gonna drop back and try and tackle the catch. And you know, they they weren't even to say that they weren't trying on defense would be an insult to trying because they were literally just like dropping back and like whatever yeah i mean there was a pass rush okay so yeah there was a pass rush there was but i mean 
aside from that, no, there was just nothing. And it was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, in, in Freak Ad, he kind of mentions this is not just preseason so far. I, I, I think let's watch Saturday night because we're going to see the starters a little bit more. Buffalo allegedly is going to play some of their starters as well. So wait, is, is Chris making the you know, point that he thinks that that Canada has been handcuffed to this point? Well, Fre- Freak is asking that question. For two uh, years? For two two years, he's been handcuffed. Uh, I, I'll let him answer that. I, I can't I, answer I, the I, I, I can't. Yet. I can't buy into that. I, I think he just sucks, uh, especially when you watch an 18-year veteran walk off the field throwing his fucking arms up like, what do you want me to do with this shit? I cannot argue. You know, Mike Tomlin likes to use the the phrase seeking comfort. And I think that if you feel that way about Matt Canada, you might be seeking comfort a little bit. And granted, he had a statue in Ben in Ben's final season. He had a hodgepodge of Kenny and Mitch last year. But, you know, the one thing that that is very, very important is that each game is determined by matchups. Right. And I, I thought about this this week, and it reminds me – well, this doesn't remind me, but I, I thought of the 2011 game against the Patriots at home where Ben threw the ball about 8,000 times, and yeah. they spread out the Patriots, and Moel Day Moore had a touchdown on that opening drive, and it was a long drive, a lot of pass plays, and they capped it off with a touchdown. They kept Brady off the field. Bruce Arians, uh, say what you want about him. Yes, his his offense was was running gun. It almost got Ben killed. But you know what the guy knew yeah. how to coach. I'm sorry, but I just don't have faith in Matt Canada. And and I'm not, you know, you know when like you know when you get a job and you're really not qualified for it. That's not necessarily <laughs> your fault that you got the job. That's you either had a friend there's, or a there's family an expression member. For that. It's called the your, Peter Principle. Kind of yeah. like me hosting this show. You know, yeah. it's yeah. so. I obviously want this team to, to be to be the best it can be, but I just don't think that they can be that on offense with Matt Canada as coordinator. I, well, we agree. I, I I tend to agree with both of you. I am also willing to let's let's let it play out a little bit into this season, just just to confirm what we already think we know, and then it'll be done. Well, um, I I think this I was, will be a, a fun a fun year to watch this team. I think it'll be. It'll be fun to see what they can do. Um, they're going to be improved over last year. There's no question. The run game in particular. But I don't expect a real dynamic passing game. I don't. And, uh, yeah, that's a combination of the fact mm-hmm. that, yes, Kenny is a young player. That's mm-hmm. part of it. And the passing schemes just aren't very dynamic. They're not. Well, I think the, the yeah, one thing I was ahead. thinking about this week, since Ryan mentioned thoughts bouncing around his head, um, was that, you know, if if they come out and, you know, there there's stats on one hand, but there's what you see, you know, on yep. the other hand, that yep. even as a young player, Ben Roethlisberger was excellent when things got off script at extending plays at you know, making things happen out of nothing. And I think that was one of the biggest knocks on Arians was that it was like a schoolyard offense, that there was no scheme. It was basically, let's see what Ben can do after, mm-hmm. you know, and, and let's see what Ben can do with the ball Um, versus, you know, I think our complaint with Canada is that his offense lacks imagination, but at the same time, you know, we might come out and put up 30 points the first week and 28 points the second week. But if it's all like from Kenny making plays out of structure and extending plays with his feet, then it's like, 
then it's they're succeeding despite Matt Canada. It's not that his schemes are good. It's Kenny's taking that next step and is making plays outside of structure mm-hmm. to help the offense succeed, which I don't know if that's going to happen week one or two, but I would love to see that happening by the end of the year as, you know, Kenny's growth continues. Um, but that said, if they're just running plays and the plays are working, then yeah, the scheme is working too. So I think that's something to keep an eye out for as we get into the season is, you know, is the offensive success coming within structure or outside of structure? Cause that's a good sense for whether or not Canada's stuff is working. So to, to the point about Canada mentions of, of Kenny here, let's kind of do this. We we've already had a couple comments about Rudolph and stuff too. Um, if you go back to, to last week, Thursday night, um, or Friday night, I'm sorry. Um, we know what Pickett did on his drive. We'll come back to that. Uh, Mitch did not look all that great. Um, Rudy had a pretty awful beginning, but I'll be honest, he delivered some really tough throws. Um, he had guys in his face. He hung Against in. Third teamers, fourth teamers. I, I, big I understand fucking that. deal. I, I, Who is Kenny I, fucking Pickett playing against? Like you're gonna well, blow Pickett. Guys. Hey, you're hey. gonna blow Pickett for you, what he did, but not blow Mason. You, you, I, I, I did not blow anybody. Here, okay? Let's just settle that right <laughs> now. Did not give Kenny Pickett any fucking accolades. No, no, and we're gonna come back to Pickett. Don't steal whole. It, don't steal the whole Casey bit. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's okay. move on. But I, 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 I mean, all I'm saying is big fucking deal. Yeah. It still takes some cojones to stand in there with a, even if it's a guy that's going to be working at Waffle House in two weeks. Take cojones. He can't fucking move. The guy is standing in fucking concrete. He uh, can't avoid the uh, pass. You must have missed that. Third down rush at a fifteen yards for a first down. He sucks, donkey balls. Yeah. At any rate, no. What I'm saying is, if you're if you've got a two hundred 30-pound linebacker coming at you at full speed. Yes. You still, it, you still even, have to stand in there and deliver the in the NFL are fucking yes. studs, okay? Yes. We, we can yes. all acknowledge that. I was exaggerating. It was hyperbole, all right? But it still feels like Rudy cannot feel the pass rush, and he can't mm-hmm. evade it. He steps into tackles, which absolutely drives me insane about him because both his parents were college track athletes. It's like, dude, what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with you? I, I I agree with everything you're saying, uh, but I think what the question was being asked uh, earlier in the chat was, does he get a fair shake to compete for the number two job? He I should. Know. I he's don't not think going he, to I don't think because he will. we've seen him for six years and he wasn't good. Yeah. What, ben, would oh you agree? Fucking God. Ben, would you <laughs> agree that he was better than Mitch Trubisky on Friday night? Yes. Okay. All right. But again, context, he was playing against, against third and fourth teamers, right? The same Waffle guys. I mean, boys. Yeah, I mean, I, and and wasn't like Mitch was playing against great guys either. Mitch looked fucking awful. But it's yeah, it's one fucking preseason game. Right. And right. we've seen guys do this thing where they're like they're high, high, high. They're they're studs at the beginning of camp and then they come back to fucking earth. Yep. It happens every goddamn year. So I don't read too much into week one of the fucking no. preseason. And I've got five years, five and change, to look back at Mason Rudolph's career and go, yeah, no, that guy sucks. And let's go back to Kenny Pickett's opening drive, therefore. Um, the Buccaneers, I think, had one or two defensive starters playing. Everybody else was uh, standing along the side. This is going to be a long podcast already, I can tell. This is- I, yeah! I, that's, that's what we're wonderful. here for, Scarps. Keep it coming, <laughs> baby. Uh, you are the best, Bruce. Now, look. Chat. 
Regardless is that, of is that a what, trucker hat scarves? Breaker Breaker one nine looking for nice. a Mason Rudolph jersey. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out! The, the bandit's the coming up on your right. But, <laughs> this um, thing is already going off the rails, and we well, haven't even really okay. been drinking. It's this Look, is wow. Can he, you, you, can you, can, you know what? You can feel that the football season is just—it's almost yes, here. It's I know, there. and we want to what it is. We, we just want to get through this horrible exhibition bullshit. Just get down <laughs> to the real thing. Hey. But Even fake football is better than baseball. Fake football is better than almost anything, quite frankly. No, that's uh, not better than real football. What? Wh- no, I said <laughs> almost goodness. anything. Almost. Uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, seven for eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one Brad incompletion. Uh, he he was pressured, uh, flushed to the right, uh, tried to dump it off, and it just didn't get there. Um, Ian, what did you see from that? And again, I I will say he wasn't playing against a starting defensive unit, be that as it may. Did you see anything in that drive that got you a little more excited from what you saw from last year? George Pickens. <laughs> yeah, um, he he spread the ball around. You know, he threw, he used the middle of the field, not just on the touchdown to Pickens, but the pass to Fryermuth on third down. I think converting multiple third and longs was really encouraging that even if you're playing against scrub backups, like we really struggled in those third and long situations last year and to see them come out and be able to convert multiple ones on the first drive of the preseason, um, I thought was pretty encouraging. And then the, the play to Pickens, I mean, he, he looked off the linebacker and then came back. It was almost like the touchdown um, against the Raiders last year yep. that, you know, he w- looked off to the one side, came back to the middle. And then we've been talking about it all offseason. I've been talking about it. they need to get yards after the catch. Right. Um, and yeah. So I thought, scarps? yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Fuck. We he talk- just vanished. Yeah. We started talking about Kenny, you know, the Mason conversation oh, ended. So, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was, you know, he was, he was throwing with anticipation. Um, he was, he converted a couple long third downs. Um, yeah. And, and hit the touchdown to Pickens on, on another third down play. So, yeah, I mean, overall, it was a first preseason game. It's never going to be perfect. There's right. always going to be things to work on, but I thought it was, an encouraging performance for one drive in a in the first preseason. It, it, I always go back to this. What would the narrative be like if he would have gone, let's say, three for six, they and they don't even kick a field goal? I mean, people would be out of their minds right now, pissed off. You know, so I'll take what he did, and I don't yeah. care who it was against. Scarps, what did you think of Mister Kenny Pickett's opening drive? Well, um. I'm I'm glad to see uh, that the first round quarterback can make NFL throws. Um, <laughs> NFL throws. Okay. No, I mean you're right. If he sucked, people would have bitched. If he, you know, I even hey, listen, I'm a hater. I'm just a hater. But you know, I even I equated this this week on Twitter to uh, preseason game three in New Orleans in 2016, where the first team offense for the Steelers and first team defense for the Saints went at it. And Ben and A.B. and Jesse James and company. That's right. Up and down the field on the first two tries. It would look it was it was just so smooth. It was. And I remember being like, damn, this offense is going to be good now. (laughs) 
not the same, but you know, I don't want to get so much hate mail. All those send it to Steel Dad, but um, that's our motto, you know. Yeah. The, and and I hope to see it more this week. The only thing I'm going to say about that drive is the running game didn't excite me, mm-hmm. and I hope to see more running schemes. And I know it's still going to be vanilla, but I want to see some runs this week against the Bills. Um, Sharps wants the runs this week. It, yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> the runs. I need to lose a couple pounds. So yes, bring on the run. But no, I, I, I was, I, I will say this. I was a little surprised that they spread them out as much as they did on that first drive. I thought Mm -hmm. I would see more, more of the Matt Canada style. I'm sure he's waiting for the, for the regular season to do the (laughs) first down run, second down run, third down short of the sticks. But you know, (laughs) I, I was a little surprised that they threw the ball that much on the first drive, but you know, the only thing I'm going to say is that throw to Pickens, it was really nice. But how many times during the regular season are, are you really going to get that opportunity, right? Where, you know, you're just going to have that opening. I don't know. So that's why I, I'm just I'm not making any any judgments either way. We'll see what happens uh, in a couple weeks here against the 49ers, because the 49ers defense is arguably the best in the league. Um, and yep. we'll see. It'll be a completely different animal. That's yeah, for sure. The, the 49ers defense is a really good unit. The thing that that is still up in the air is who's going to play quarterback. And at this point, it, you know, it kind of feels like it's going to be a low-scoring event. And when you factor in the, the fact that the Niners are going to have to travel across the country and that West Coast teams don't seem to play mm-hmm. well on the East Coast and East Coast teams don't seem to play well on the West Coast. Well, it gives the Steelers a little bit of an advantage because they also have a pretty good defense themselves. What What is that, Burner said? 49ers will be about Bosa. Burner, how are you doing this evening? What happened to him? Yeah, Burner, appreciate you. I, he, nothing. He's Wasn't just, he holding out for his He's contract? holding out. He'll be Oh, back. okay. I was going to say, what did I see? Uh, yeah, I, I, isn't it a soft holdout? Isn't he there? But he's just not performing or something. I, I mean, Zach Martin. Zach Martin just got paid. Yeah, he like, got paid. The Forty yeah, Niners are yeah. gonna. The Forty Niners will figure out something. Like, you know, I mean, not, different not, positions. Not. But yeah, I okay. am worried though. Not that I. Not that. Not that it has. Although it does actually have impact on the Steelers. Week three is Josh Jacobs for the Raiders because I. I'm. I really do think that dude might not play football this year. It's looking um, that way, isn't it? Um, because he's the only. I'm, He's the only running back that hasn't reported. We, we need to have a discussion real quick, a sidebar discussion. All right. You'll see Aaron's comment is up here. For those of you on the on the audio version only, uh, Aaron's son has a flag football game on September 10th at 1 p.m. That is exactly the same time that the Pittsburgh Steelers kick off in the season opener. Fucking priorities. Who in the hell schedules flag football on the opening Sunday? That, now, that is pretty people fucked from up, Ohio. But, but I was yeah, just going to exactly, say, exactly. I would be willing to met, bet the other that the day, people running this are Ohio State fans yep. who don't want to sure, miss the Buckeyes. Ohio and Michigan are both Uh-oh. armpit states. And <laughs> you don't see up. Michigan having uh, uh, yeah, whatever. flag football at and, 1 o'clock. And fucking... <laughs> Dipshits. We get ours they, done at 8 a.m. Uh, it's it's fine. It's not a big deal. You know, nobody watches the NFL. It's all about college football. Fuck that shit. Anyway, <sighs> listen. Wow. Sundays, Sundays anyway, in the fall. Twenty minutes sacred. in, we're feeling it. 
You yeah. don't do that no, one. That's, but that's, Aaron, like having a wedding on a fall Saturday. Aaron, don't respect for going to your kids' game anyway. Absolutely, got to prioritize that shit. Yes, you have to, even though. We're gonna haze the fuck out of you for missing the Steelers. And, and I'm just, just make saying. sure you've got your phone tuned to the game. You know, that's all we're saying. Uh, anyway, so I, I think we're all on the same page as far as uh, what took place last week, uh, regards to the quarterbacks and everything, and and Pickett and uh, what he did. Uh, I, I saw a comment in here uh, about Najee Harris. Um, he had one touch last week, I believe. He caught a little swing yep. pass, tried, tried to make a move, and uh, was was taken down by Anthony Nelson, if I remember correctly, in, in company. Uh, and that was it. He, he did I not should have left him in longer. Yeah, I was a little surprised at, like, why even bother? Yeah, it's um, like, if, if you're just going to give him the one touch right. and then yank him, why even play him at all? Running backs take a little while to get going. Well, especially him. Uh, all of them. I, yeah, I, I just all of them. I mean, you're already seeing stuff about, oh, well, Jalen Warren's going to overtake him at some oh, point. Oh, shut this the year. fuck up! It's uh, one fucking week in the preseason. Right. God, people love to overreact. Yes. Oh, yes, and and it's one drive too. I mean, I think right. they they really wanted to let Kenny throw the ball a lot to try mm-hmm. and work. You know, they. They ran the ball later in the game. It's, I mean, I, let's I'm, be frank. I'm not worried about it. They, they did. The guys, the guys they got lined up out there, especially the, the two guys they have at tackle right now, Dan Moore and Chuksakora for, pass blocking is not exactly their forte. Okay? Yeah. So that being the case, you know, let's get them some reps. Let's let's get them mm-hmm. let's get them some live action in the preseason. Let's do this. It isn't just about Kenny, it's about the whole offense. I, for sure. Know, I I will say though, and I I, I sent sent this to you earlier this week on the chat that I don't think that it's and and maybe it's just be maybe I want to be fair to Naj in the situation, but also like he's not that great. <laughs> like he's not he doesn't have that speed. He doesn't have that like doesn't have the burst. He doesn't have the burst. And like yeah, you know that's really cool that he like does a stiff arm and you know like but like Derrick Henry has a stiff arm too, but Derrick Henry's a really fucking good running back. Like Nodge yeah, is it, not Nodge is not at that level. And like you invested no. a first round pick in him. He's had almost 700 touches in his first two years. Right. I mean, what else more are you going to get out of him? So a five-year contract, which is pretty much, if you recall, not, when, not an extension, when was, right? When no, he was wait. drafted. Yeah. Oh, I think they'll extend him. Really? Will they extend him for big money? No. They will not. I think that he's been pretty durable. He'll continue to be durable. I also think that he is probably peaking right about now and will be in decline. Well, you know, I'm just just saying, going forward, he's probably going to be in decline, and you do not pay running backs that are in decline. You just don't do that. You can pay him. Something. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but you don't pay him ten, twelve million a year. You pay him three million. You know what and, I mean? Yeah, and and like okay, so 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 Le'Veon, Le'Veon also didn't have like long long runs, right? Right, right. But like Najee's yards per touch is like four point two average. Le'Veon's yards per touch as a stealer was 5.2 average. So, like, yeah. 
Le'Veon averaged an extra yard per touch. And it's Le'Veon like, was sudden. Le'Veon was sudden. And that and he could go from relaxed to top speed yeah. in like a step and a half. And like, no, like, how like, the fuck do you do yeah, that? Yeah, I just, and, and, I, and, and listen, like, uh, you know, again, I'm a hater, but like, you Steelers, are true. Steelers, Steelers Twitter is so into their feels and like, they're so like, <laughs> but he's such a nice player. And like, you know, he went to Alabama and it's just like, nobody gives a shit, right? Like, I mean, like, like this I, dude, like Josh Jacobs went to Alabama and they sucked ass last year and he had the rushing title. So it doesn't matter. Like, 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 and, and that's the other thing about like, like, like Jerome, like Jerome, Jerome before that final year where he wasn't this, you know, or the right, final two right. years, no denying it. Jerome yeah. was dominant yep. and he was dominant in a game where running was dominant. Like you yep. just, you knew Christ, it was coming. Yes. So like, yeah. but like, like Christ, man, this isn't even. Well, I mean, a Matt Canada's corner, but it's not even a rushing running. It's a passing league now, and nobody's afraid of Najee Harris. Ian, let me let me ask Ian this: Do you yes. think in maybe do you think in maybe five or ten years, may, maybe longer? I, I don't know that we'll look back on the selection of Najee Harris as a first round draft pick. Do, do you think there'll be a lot of regret for for that pick? Mm. I don't know. I mean, and the guy it, after him. I, I'm asking. Yeah, you. I was. I was. I was going to say. I think in the short term, you know, there's going to be a lot of comparisons this year between Travis Etienne and Najee Harris because Etienne went right after him. You know, Etienne missed his rookie year with the knee injury, but um, you know, I, I I don't know if there's going to be a lot of regret because Najee's still to to me. You know, we may look back on Najee the way we look back on Terrell Edmonds, right? And be like, he wasn't the best, but he was always available. Mm, he played a lot of games for us. He got a lot of touches for us. He was here for his five years and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. went on his merry way. And, you know, so is that the ideal first round pick? I mean, we've talked on the show a lot yeah, that like yeah. Lawrence Timmons was like the ideal first round pick, right? He made like one uh, pro bowl, but he was, a. a I mean, you, you want your, okay, he was ideal he was a, first he was round pick. He started for corner, 10 years. I mean, he was a cornerstone player. Yes. yes. He was, he was, he what, was right, right, a foundational okay. type player. You're not going to find Hall of Famers in the first round. You you want a Hall of Famer every fucking time, but you're not going to get that every time. Right. Exactly. Because there's one or two in every draft, maybe. Um, But unless you're really lucky in 1974. Okay. Yes. But I feel like I'm talking to my children and can't even finish a sentence here on the show. Uh, (laughs) Love you too, Ben. but but yeah, I, I think I don't I don't think they'll regret it. Um, the one other thing I was gonna bring up though, because Scarf um, mentioned down, about Najee peaking, was that you know from my article on running backs a few weeks ago that the data shows that running backs tend to peak around their age twenty five season, and Najee will be twenty five this year. So mm-hmm. I, I actually I think this probably will be the best he'll ever I, be this year. I I tend to think that uh, honestly Najee's already in decline. Because wow, he got so many touches at yeah. Alabama. He's got I, so much mileage on him that it's tough to be that guy. One, it looked like he was gonna have burst when he came out from Alabama. It looked mm-hmm. like he was gonna be that guy who could run away from defenses a little bit. You know, not not like really long speed, but he was gonna have burst. He was gonna be more sudden than than he is. And you know, after watching the guy for a couple of years. He's he's not that guy. 
Well, you know, I where, think, where Le'Veon, not only did he have, he had burst, he also had side to side ability. Not just more of a straight ahead power guy who every once in a while is going to run over somebody and he's got nice hands. He's got really nice hands. So that is an asset. Not going to try and downplay that, mm-hmm, especially in mm-hmm. a passing league. Right. But, you know, this is, I, uh, as a runner, eh, you know. Is it, it, is, is it fair to say that, that maybe we're just getting ahead of ourselves a little bit because he had one touch last Fuck week? Fuck you, Johnny. It didn't go anywhere, you know. I mean, so everybody's yeah. kind of um, like, oh, boy. No, I, I, because I, he's played in – he has he has 34 starts in this league. Like, like at that position, I mean, you got two full seasons under your belt, 34 mm-hmm. games. Like, mm-hmm. what is he going to do? What is he going to do that, like – what is he going to do differently that he, that he hasn't done? And, like, okay, he has a better line now. Okay, I'll give you that. He has a better line, but, like – like, Which is going to help a lot. You'd think it'll help him. You'd I, think. I think it might help him to the tune of like an almost an extra yard this year. You'd think, I but really do. You'd Which think, would be big. But if he if he's slow and indecisive, I don't know. He's not slow and indecisive. People said that about Nate about Le'Veon Bell. He's not. Slow I never said that about indecisive. Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> A lot of people did. They were like, "Oh yeah, he's just slow and indecisive." And he no, Najee's slow as hell. He is slow as hell. He is not. He is not. He is. He is. He's medium. He waits. He is decisive. He is waiting. He is patient. He tries to wait for the hole to open and then he goes. Um, you know, I. he's yeah. not. He's not a, in my opinion, he's not going to be a Hall of Fame type running back. He ain't that guy. Okay. No. But he's good. He just isn't, you know, great. And is he worth, is he first round pick? No. Good? No, you know, no, and, so and, and I love when it, we agree, Ben. it's just, it's just, it's, it's about his position. It's not like he's a bad player. He's a good player, but you could have taken a really good offensive lineman there and then taken a running back in the third round in that draft and done better. And it's about the big picture. And that's why we bitch about these things. And I'm going to stop here. We'll talk about it another time. Let me, um, let me stay on the offense. Just one more little segment here before we talk a little bit of defense. Um, Ian, what Calvin Austin? Think? Yeah, good. Well, I was just going to ask you, uh, Broderick Jones. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Lot, a lot of snaps. Um, a lot of snaps. Got a lot of snaps. What What was your overall impression? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, go he ahead. Looked, he looked like a rookie playing in his first preseason game. You know that he's a he is what we thought he is. Uh, you know, he's a mauler in the run game. His pass game technique needs a lot of work, but he's a big dude. Um, and big dudes with long arms are tough to go around um so there's that uh but, but he's a rookie you know and it was yeah. his first game so he needs the reps he needs the snaps um uh, i'm not gonna write him off because he had a couple bad oh plays God, i'm no. not gonna proclaim him a hall of famer because he had a couple good plays so um you know it's good that he got the reps great mm-hmm. that he didn't mm-hmm. get hurt mm-hmm. and we'll keep going forward jones jones had some pancake blocks as a as a running blocker yes he did. I mean, yeah. and they were impressive. As a pass blocker, he's really not impressive. <laughs> no, he he he. I, the only comment I made is that I didn't think he was as far along as I hoped he would be in that in that. Era. No, man. They, they, that, that doesn't mean he's bad. It just no. means he's got work to do. They drafted him for potential, and yeah, I get it. He's this huge kid, 
as Ian pointed out, with long arms. Have fun getting around that. But in terms of technique, I mean, he got away with just being the big, strong guy when he was in college and didn't give, give up any sacks because he was bigger and stronger than everybody else that he faced. Mm-hmm. The problem is in the NFL, you're going to face big, strong, really fast guys that are going to run around you. Yep. Good luck with that shit. Yeah. You got to work on your sets. You got to work on your technique. You got to work on your striking. There's a lot to learn. It's not as simple as just being, you know, the guy who just, you know, I'm a big, strong guy. I can do whatever. Nope. Right. Right. You could at Georgia. Not anymore. Yep. Yeah. Scrubs, what'd you think of him? He's a rookie. First yeah. first action. And I I mean, check the tape. I said on the show many months ago that I would not be surprised if he didn't start. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think I mean I've heard yeah. good things about Dan Moore Jr. and I know he's had his struggles too, but you know, I don't understand like you know. Iron <laughs> Tim Tebow, iron sharpens iron. But like, I don't know why fans get iron. so pissed. I, I, iron City uh, gives me to gives me to runs. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know why like just fans gives me get, a fucking headache, and it doesn't taste very good. So I don't know why like fans get so pissed off about like about like you know like like why Broderick Jones isn't isn't gonna start, or maybe he still might start. I don't know what's gonna happen, but fans are like you know first round pick. Who's a shit like? Like Dan, like Dan Moore Jr. being better than him is actually a good thing, you know. Like it is, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a good it's a good thing because. So Dan you're Moore, saying that like having players in camp challenge one another is actually a good thing? Yes, <laughs> I mean really? like like so so when Mike Tomlin is always like competition's a good thing, like that means something, right? Like that 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 means something. So. You know, I don't know why people were shitting on Dan Moore. Like, would you rather have somebody in there that's, you know, is in his third year, third or third? Yeah. Third. Third year Mm -hmm. in the league that has seen action in 30 plus games um, is 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 polishing or is polished, is perfecting his craft. Or would you rather see a rookie that Ben, as you said, and Ian, as you said, relies on just his brute strength because that's the shit that you get away with at Georgia, but you're not going to get away with it against the 49ers or Browns or, or Raiders or Texans, because even the Texans as shitty as they are, well, you know, I mean, those guys, those guys that make the roster are legit. So, you know, I don't know why people are shitting on Dan Moore um, when, you know, Dan Moore's actually stopped Miles Garrett more often than not when they've squared up against one another. Yeah, Miles Garrett's a pretty good football player. When when Miles was injured, he did very well versus him. When when Miles was 100 uh, percent, no. Oh, so you're saying Miles Garrett's a good player. Most I'm of saying the- that Miles <laughs> is a very, very good player and that Dan Moore is not but he's well, not like, damn more damn more better than that other guy from Western. Dukes, and I, that's kind of i mean like, <laughs> like the best thing that could Dukes come had a rough game he had a horrible game the best yeah. thing that could come from this season in my opinion and Ian and i have gone back and forth about this but i think we pretty much agree is that if if they gain enough confidence in dan moore to believe that he could move to the right and play both positions and then moved him and cut chukes that would be a good thing, but I don't know because typically that guy on the right side can run block better than Dan Moore can. So we'll, well see. 
So, so today uh, was the final day at training camp in Latrobe, and um, I think this is something we have been talking about, and something Ben just mentioned is that they did flip Dan Moore over to the right side again. They've done it a couple of times. Yeah, done a bunch Jones, of times. Jones came in and and played at the Bonesy. left, and of course that automatically led to massive speculation that that's what's going to happen, which is wrong. Um, let it let it happen. If it's going to happen, just allow it to get there. Don't don't force it. But um, and remember too yeah. that in the preseason they'll work on things for like what if there's an injury, right? So if Chooks gets injured, the great point. The the plan might be okay. Dan Moore, we're moving you over to the right, and you know Broderick, we're going to play you at left. So they'll yeah. try things in practice because it's practice, and they'll be like, "Well, let's see if if this guy's not available, how would we align things? Okay, let's see if this works. Let's try it and see. Okay, that works. Then that's our plan. Well, if that doesn't work, then we need a different plan." I was not overly impressed with La Raven Clark either. No. Uh, wow, he had a rough go. No, um, he was not good. He was like no. Bad, bad, bad. He was like bad. the slowest guy off the snap every play, um, and that terrifies me as a as a tackle. Yeah, uh, it was awful. Yeah, I I, I can. You know who actually kind of does impress me, but I mean, I'm sorry to go off topic here, but they've right. got a handful of guys on the defensive line that are going to get cut that are NFL players. Well, let's talk defense. Well, Aaron, uh, Watts? can I talk about? Can I can I talk about Calvin Austin Armand for Watts. a second? Oh. Yes, Ar- yeah, Armand Watts. A yeah. Armand Watts. <laughs> yeah. A Armand. Yeah, so I know I know we joke about the jet sweeps and stuff. Right. Um, but Calvin Austin was not just the Steelers' leading rusher; he was the leading rusher in the entire game. Um, yeah. Which yeah. okay. Uh, you know, did but you look at the blocking on those? It, yes, but it was pretty pretty good blocking. They had one the blocking like was outstanding. And, uh, they had Broderick and Broderick they had Darnell and Washington Darnell and, and, and Zach Gentry out there. Yeah. Zach Gentry getting pancake blocks. Yeah, if you can't get yards behind that that group right wow. there, you've got yeah. a problem. Yeah. yeah. But but nevertheless, it was good to see Calvin get some touches. It was good to see him, you know, get the long touchdown pass, which was a really nice throw from Mason. Credit where it's due. I thought Kenny um, threw that. <laughs> No, it, it totally, it definitely was Kenny. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. At, sure. at any rate, did you know he was a first he round pick and he like went Mason. to Pitt? And, it was nice to see. You know, it was Carps? nice to see Calvin after missing a year from injury yes. come in and totally do agree. some things that we thought he was capable oh, of doing, shit. actually do him on the field. So, yeah. yes. I, I, I'm with you. It was great to yeah. see. And he, and he remains healthy too. So, uh, yes. what? Um, yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah. Defense. Guys, what? Sorry. One last thing. Yeah. Two guys we talked about last week that did not look very good were Hakeem Butler and Cody White. So um, I know we had both said last week that those were guys, you know. I mean, Cody White, I was kind of surprised because it is week one in the preseason, and that's kind of always when he's like the darling of the right. of the camp yeah. set. He's like, oh, my God, look at Cody White. This is his year. He's so good. Yeah, no, yeah. Let, let's wait for let's wait for the end of camp before we decide that. We've seen right. this, this movie before. Yeah. yeah. So I was surprised that this this time week one he was awful. Right. And and as you mentioned, Ian Butler wasn't real great either. No. But following up, because last week we talked about like, you know, who are guys you're watching, who guys right. you're looking for, those names came up. So I figured it was worth mentioning them too. All right, no, defense. Was... Yeah, defense. Um A Armin Watts. A A oh, yeah, Ken- Kendrick I, Green sucked too, but we all knew that was coming. Okay. Yeah, no, well, really? You were shocked by that, weren't you? 
Again, I, I, I purposely moved to defense because I didn't want to talk about him. Okay, um, well. Yeah. Armin uh, Watts look good. Ben's right. They, they've got some. He did. Loudermilk look good. Watts look good. Dude, Keanu Loudermilk Benton looks like fantastic. a fucking stud. Keanu I mean, Benton they've got real guys. Good. They've got the guys like, along the defensive line where I'm like, wow, this guy is not making the team and he's fucking good. Yeah. What yeah. do we do? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I thought Benton looked good. I uh, Herbig looked good. You know, yeah. and, you know, Herbig uh, had a sack against a starting tackle. You know, it's not like he beat a third stringer. He beat his uh, two sacks. Well, oh, I mean, yeah, he had one and a half. He got, but, but the one he, he, uh, he beat uh good ache or good. Yeah. I'm not sure how you say his name. He's, he's their starting tackle. Yeah. Um, you know, so good for him. And, um, you know, yeah, there, there was Herbeck, a lot of nice things to Herbeck look at. is pretty much what we thought when they drafted him, a good pass rusher who is going to need to work on his ability to set the edge. I'll admit he's better than I thought he would be. I will. Me personally. I, um, I did not. I think he's progressed yes. quite a bit by working with TJ specifically mm-hmm. because they both went to Wisconsin. TJ worked with him a little bit in at Wisconsin while he was there visiting. And then he worked with him again at the combine and he's been working with him again in camp. Just kind of just showing him handwork. Just, they were, um, Today they were the last two off the field uh, at Latrobe today. They yeah, were still so working he's, on some he's moves. just yeah. showing them handwork and how to how to yep. beat that. And you know you're learning shit like that from an all pro who mm-hmm. definitely has potential to be a Hall of Famer. Eh, it might be. It might give you a little bit of an edge. I, I, I would hope. I would. You know, hope. Yeah. Herbig also has a little bit of that relentless motor that you know is TJ's yeah. calling card coming out too. Yeah. Um, that he just doesn't stop, and yeah. that's nice to see. He just needs to. He just needs to. He needs a season of playing in the NFL to gain a little experience. Then he needs a whole off season of heavy squatting and lots of food. <laughs> I'm serious. That sounds, that sounds like my off season. I'm uh, I'm so fucking serious. <laughs> he he like heavy squats and fucking power cleans and deads just to put some weight on, yeah. just so he can set the edge. And when all that shit comes together. He could be a really good fourth round pick. I like I think like it's yeah. Like an Ike Taylor value, like that kind of good for a fourth round pick. If he gets that kind of value, that would be amazing. Would that be fucking yeah. I, I would oh, yeah. be yeah. so uh, happy. I mean, outstanding. And I didn't love um, the pick at all at the time. And I'm right now no, I'm like I didn't optimistic either. about it. I'm I'm super optimistic. Yeah, I, I thought he looked good. I like I like the arrow. I like the I mean direction. obviously he has his drawbacks, but he has yeah. some some huge upside in some other areas. Um Scarps, if if I asked you right now, based on what you saw Friday, what would you say about the inside linebackers? I mean, who who do you want to see getting the majority of the snaps there? Oh, here we go. <sighs> Fucking Quan Alexander, right? Needs to needs to be on. It needs to be playing one hundred and ten percent of the defensive snaps. Yeah. Um, I need a beer. <laughs> you know. So here's the here's what I do want to bring up about about the defense that is. Not scaring me, but but my my antenna is up. Uh-huh. Pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, SCB after dark. Okay. And it's the health. Yeah. It's the health of yes. players. No and question. Quan Alexander has has shown that he is a. I'm gonna steal this from Mike Tomlin. Quan Alexander has shown that he Back. is a. Uh, high motor perennial all pro bowl kind of player um, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. healthy mm-hmm. and um, 
when he's healthy. Uh, also an inside linebacker. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I appreciate Cole Holcomb and his mullet, but like I'm going to land the Roberts guy. Um, and there's nothing wrong with depth. No, nope. getting back to the health point. Um, we talked, we just talked about the defensive line and I'm a little nervous about Larry Ogunjobi. Um, he has some foot issues as you should and, be. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as you know, I'm not speculate. I don't know shit. Um, but I do know foot issues could be, they linger. Yes, they linger and they, they could be detrimental to playing time. And, and I joke about this on the show. I've, I've joked about this many times about, you know, I don't need no practice, Mr. Larry Ogunjobi. But mm-hmm. um, but when you got a bad foot, uh, I don't know. So we'll see. So I think this defense could be a really good group, but I think health is a big issue. And, and the guys that I'm banking on right now, Quan Alexander has had health issues. Larry Ogunjobi has had health issues. TJ obviously missed last year. Um, Cam has always Cam is a yeah he missed that one season with a pec injury, but Cam mm-hmm. is sort of the Iron Man, and so right. is Minka. I mean, Minka played right after that appendectomy, but um, like any team, you need to be healthy. And I'm a little bit concerned about Larry, and then obviously Quan if if uh, absolutely three shows. You 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 have every right to be concerned about those those guys. I, I am too. Um, yes, Aaron. Oh, I think they keep five inside linebackers. Uh, so Ben, that would mean uh, Robert Holcomb, Alexander Robinson, and uh, would that be the Muse? Muse, yeah. For I mean, teams. yeah. Well, okay. Wait a minute. It's either going to be Muse or how do you say his name? Quiet Kwiatkowski. He's, uh, he's, he's he had a shoulder injury. He's, uh, he's oh, does he? IR, isn't he? he the I, yeah, I don't Did know he if he went IR. Not an IR, is he? I didn't think so. Did he I, get cut? I didn't. I didn't no, if he's I didn't been get... waived. There, then if he's uh, been waived, then maybe then maybe they didn't waive him. But I thought I thought he had a pretty bad shoulder injury from. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I think this up. All right. Well, so I thought one of those two would they would be competing for that last spot. Okay. And whoever whoever plays well on special teams will be one of Danny Smith's guys. So if they go five there, do you think they just go four at outside backer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, they're going to keep Golden. They're yeah. going oh, to do yeah. that. And Herbig is, is making such a case for himself right now. Absolutely. That they're not going to cut him and, and hopefully and risk him being claimed by someone else. Mm-hmm. Do something dumb like they they did with uh, Roche, who actually right. contributed on the Giants his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, let me ask you guys this question: um, When when and Mark team... Rob, Rob, Mark yeah. Robinson in run defense is he's a freaking like, missile. Yeah, man. yeah. It's, it's hard like, to say that guy is not going to make the goddamn team. So it's like Mark Mark Robinson is like that SpongeBob meme where it's like in pass defense. <laughs> He's like the little tiny guy, and then in run defense, he's like the Janker arms, fucking dude. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Like I know a lot about SpongeBob. Don't one. ask me why. He stopped the third and one and fourth and one back to back after like giving up a play in pass defense, which they really weren't trying in pass defense, but still, like seeing Mark Robinson drop back fifteen yards in pass coverage, I was like, that's not the best place no, for him. No. So, but. Uh, 
Yeah. Damn, is he good in run defense? He, he's going to hurt people in the run game. There's no two ways about that. Yeah. Um, let me ask you guys this question. Um, I, I get the feeling that if they, in the perfect world, Terrell Austin slash Mike Tomlin would, would really, really like to have Joey Porter Jr. start. And then you got Levi Wallace on the other side. And then you can take Patrick Peterson and play him in the slot. Is, is that? accurate or do you guys think they'd rather have peterson on the outside yeah i think i think oh we lost ben we lost ben i think in a perfect world it's peterson and wallace start jpj comes in on third down peterson slides inside and jpj plays outside is i I think your your perfect world scenario okay Uh, yeah and and much like i broderick jones like just because you don't start right away doesn't mean it's a bad thing and like and I know there's a lot of young Steelers fans that don't remember when you literally had to wait a year or maybe two years before you even started. Right. So, like, Joey Porter Jr. not starting is not a bad thing. Um, he's young. He's raw. I mean, the dude only had one interception in college. Like, mm-hmm. like that uh, – no, no, huh. Sunshine, Sunshine, Steelers Twitter will be like, that's because he never threw his way. But, like, like there, <laughs> there's something – like – Yes, Ian, you're right. JPJ is going to be the guy that comes in. And I just want and... you guys to know that you two are a terrible influence on Scarps. He says a lot of shit that we've been saying for years that is really bad. Who's and it's all because influence? of you guys. I'm nice. I'm the nice one <laughs> oh, here. Fuck. I'm total well, optimist. Shit. You would totally agree that you used to have to wait to start to play for the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> They, those two know what I'm saying. You don't. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. 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 I see. I'm not part of the inside joke. Okay. I don't even know that I'm part of the inside joke. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that right now, Scarps kind of sounds a lot like Chris. Look at that. I love that. Oh, hell is Robinson is Bruce Banner on the pass and Hulk on the run. <laughs> yes, that's a my good, Chris that's Robinson. A Chris Robinson from the Black Crows. I could live with that. You know? <laughs> Shake your money makeup. Yes. Uh, All right. Aaron, real quick, mentioned that uh, Kwiatkowski did individual drills yesterday. So okay. he can't be too bad off, but okay. don't know. He did hurt his shoulder in that. Yeah, open. yeah. I, I knew he did, uh, Ian, I, but I had not heard anything since uh, last week in terms of the severity yeah. of it. Uh, the, the reason I asked that question is because, you know, if, if you have um, Pat Pete at one outside corner and then you got Levi Wallace, you know, does that give you Chandon Sullivan on the nickel? Um, and and we know we know that that combination last year in Minnesota wasn't that great. They were one of the worst pass defenses in the league. Schematically, Con- they were horrible. Though, context too. needed. Their pass rush sucked. But it wasn't uh, just about the pass rush. Schematically, right. they were terrible. It, it they were bad. trying to run. They were trying to run man, a lot of man, right, and and some combo schemes <laughs> with a shitty pass rush in front of it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. You're trying to run a coverage defense. That doesn't work unless your pass rush can actually land. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, I don't think they want JPJ to start this year. I think they drafted him bearing in mind that he was going to be a kid who needed a little bit of time. And they want him to develop and become a good player. He will play significant snaps Mm -hmm. this season. Um they brought in Pat Pete. 
to kind of be a mentor. So I'm good with that. I don't know about you guys. And he has been. I mean, it's been constant one-on-one conversation with those two throughout training camp. He wanted to play in Pittsburgh last year. He's he's on the record, but it just Mm -hmm. didn't happen. It didn't work Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so basically, Peterson is going to be the Cam Sutton last year. He's going to be a guy who starts, plays all the snaps, plays kind of all over the play, all over the field. They're going to, um, they're going to let him. Don't shake your head. Why, why are you shaking your head at Aaron? Because Aaron's talking about his Chandon Sullivan character on Madden having a pick six. Yeah. Oh, hey, and I was Aaron. My head. Just so we're clear, Madden <laughs> is not real life. The ratings are. And you know, <laughs> neither you know, is WWE. If you're Sorry, an excellent, oh, uh, hold you know, on a minute. That's true, here. Aaron. Aaron, that's that's why you think Madden is real life because you're a huge no, wrestling fan. Listen, listen. But back listen. to my point: if you're a, Ooh, a outstanding, yeah. an outstanding wow. GM in Madden, that doesn't mean you'd actually be a good GM in real life. I'm sorry. Anyway, back to the point: they want Pat Pete to play the role he's playing now. Sorry, he's going to play all the snaps. He's going to play safety, nickel. He's going to play some outside corner. He's going to do mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the guy. That is the guy this year in the defensive backfield who's going to like kind of be the leader of the, the you know, the clubhouse, which I don't I don't want to say that he diminishes anything Minka does. Minka's still the quarterback back there, but yeah, Pat Pete's the leader. Well, it's hmm. it's like when I mean think about the offense for so long, right? When you had like Roethlisberger was the leader but you had all those veteran guys older than him on the offensive line that were really like the leaders of the offense you know right. or even you know you had your Heinz Wards or or your Jerome Bettises or or whoever mm-hmm. you know Ben was the guy but you had these veterans that had the gravitas and the presence that were respected in the room yeah I get that yeah um anything else uh, on the defense uh, you guys noticed last week you want to discuss? I, mean, I think Ryan uh, hit it on the head with Quan Alexander. I mean, that's just, yeah. I, 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 I mean, if Alexander can stay healthy, I mean, he's he's the best linebacker they have. Yes. If he can stay healthy, the problem right. is the guy plays a million miles an hour, and he ain't going to stay healthy. Did you guys think his uh, uh, hit was legit? The flag? No. Yeah. No, I thought it was fine. You seriously had a problem with that? You, you got to get your head up. All right. I mean, that's, I mean, if, if he hits fair. him face mask into the chest, I think he's much less likely. Not saying he won't get it, but, but he less hit him likely. in the chest. He didn't yes. hit him in the fucking chin. No, I agree. I think there was, I mean, floating around on Twitter, there was a bunch of flags that happened at a bunch of preseason games so far for yeah. stupid hits of the same nature that I don't know if those things draw flags in the regular season, but they might be like trying to make a point in the preseason of like, hey, we're watching for you guys lowering your head. So we're going to. And they, and they do it every year. Ian. Yeah. yeah. You're right. And then I'm, regular season, you know, by week four, they're not throwing those flags anymore. They might throw them week one or two, but by week four, they're not yeah. throwing those flags. Yeah. I, I called it unnecessary tackling. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He did call it that, didn't he? We've got I, unnecessary you know, tackling. I mean, it was a preseason game. I you know, just to put it in proper context, yeah. Scott is right. It's preseason. Yeah, unnecessary tackling is that's fair. Or as my friend Dan <laughs> likes to put it, 
illegal shit, 10 yard penalty. <laughs> no, I, we like, don't know what that was, but we're throwing a flag anyway. We're illegal just gonna throw shit. a flag. And like, I, you know, I, I you know, I, I, th- I think it was a bad call, but they're obvious, like, is my, like, they've changed the rules, right? Like, they, they, they've made an emphasis on this thing. And in my opinion, and Aaron, I'm going to come back to you, my friend, because you are a WWE fan. If Quan Alexander spears that guy, kind of like Edge, the rated R <laughs> superstar, okay? <laughs> I think they, I think he doesn't get a penalty on that. But I think like when anytime you lay, anytime you lower your head, whether you hit him in the helmet or the chest or whatever, they're they're likely going to call it. And and I that's just the way it is now. Okay, rolling I, back. Going back like six years now, no. is this because of what happened to Ryan Shazier? Are they just like aggressively officiating that because we had a guy who wouldn't lift his fucking head and got paralyzed? I, I would, Ben, I would be lying if I said I did not think of that immediately. When I mean, I saw, when I saw the replay, that's exactly talked, what I thought of. We talked about that before Ryan got hurt. Yep. We were concerned. And when it finally fucking happened, we were like, what the hell? Yep. What is going we, on? We talked about this it. Fuck. Fuck. Yep. You know? And I just, I have to wonder, and I'm okay with it if that's what, if that's what their intention is, honestly. Right. If their intention is not to just throw flags, but to go specifically, we want to see defenders not have, yeah. more, not have neck injuries. I'm all right with it. I'm all right it, with that. And yeah, I mean, if he wraps him up or he keeps his head up and just runs right at him like parallel, I don't think they call it. But I don't know, man. It's such a it's a bang bang play. I, I don't I don't fucking know. They're never gonna get that the, shit right. Well, they're never gonna get that shit right. And to Freak's point, the the concussion stuff, it, it it's so fascinating to me how other sports are handling this now. I mean, there there was a a soccer game, the Premier League soccer game, this past weekend. Within like the first three minutes, these two guys go up for ball. They bang heads. They're both down on the ground, writhing in pain. And and instead of being pulled off for concussion protocols, they're basically like, hey, you okay? Yeah, good. Go back in. So the one guy actually scores about two minutes later. He has no worry, idea where he is. None. The the guys on his team are calling the, the trainers over, and they the coach pulled him out. The, the manager of the team actually said, you got to get out. You don't know what's going on. Thanks for scoring the goal. But in the NFL, no fucking way. It doesn't happen. The coach doesn't have a choice. The medical people just say, nope, you're gone. You're out. And it's just so fascinating to me Steelers differently. They're Steelers doing. freak has, is in the chat right now, is, is on fire. And he it, it, and he brings up a good point. He Mother, frequently like, is on fire. He is. And, no, and, 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 and I, you know, and, yep. and when I, I mean, when I was growing up, and I'm an old fossil now, but when I was growing up, it was always it was always football, 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 not with the not with your foot. Um, and now, I mean, I hear it all. I hear it all the time from moms. I hear it from from the misses. How many moms, are you talking to? <laughs> Before I met Jess, but no, ah, <laughs> good cover. Good the cover. The point is the. No, I mean we have we have you know we're like we're, <laughs> we're 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 one of the last we're one of the last people in our in our friend group to have a kid and their kids are you know four four five ish and they're like my kids never playing football and 
that's a drastic change from where it was when I was growing up because you play football like that's what you do. And so I think the NFL, the Steelers freak pointed out, I think that the NFL is trying to save face and saying, you know, and, and trying to say, hey, we're taking this game seriously. We're going to make this safer. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to teach the proper technique. We're going to teach proper tackling, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Which those is like, great. The, I'm glad they fuck, you gonna, finally fucking are. That's going to take time, though, to get in the rubber. And I guess like, it's going to take a whole generation. Yes. 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 And, and like any set of data, like when do we start? When are we actually tracking the numbers, et cetera? Yep. And they already said that like these, the great gazoo helmets and these pads and helmets and, and whatnot, like the concussions are down by whatever percent and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to wear those fucking things in the game. No, <laughs> like you're there's not no like, way in hell those are like Derek like, Deese. You, you know? guys remember Derek Deese? I do. He wore, he was, a, he played left tackle for the 49ers in the, the eighties and nineties. Yeah. And yep. he, he had this cushy extra layer of helmet on the outside and it was just hard foam. Who, who was the Buffalo bill that did too? Kelso, Mark Kelso. Kelso. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yep. And it was just, it was just like that, that hard foam, that cushy foam yeah. that, and it fit over the top of his helmet and he yeah. stopped, he stopped getting concussions as a result. And that's kind of where I see it going. Eventually. It feels like that. Is that they'll have these things on the outside of their helmets. And it won't yeah, be yeah. that, and, and that I, fucking thing they have now. Great gazoo helmet. It really great does gazoo. look like that. It does. It'll be it, it'll be similar to what Derek Deese and and Kelso wore, mm-hmm. you know, decades ago. Yeah, and and I obviously I don't want to get too far off on that, but I I it, it's an issue, and it's going to continue to be an issue. Um, well, brain and, injuries you know, are kind of important. They, slightly, slightly. You know, um, they but matter. I, but, but I think what's happening is you're seeing other sports are going to have their kind of their comeuppance, if you will. Uh, like the NFL has, you know, the NFL has, has faced down hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in lawsuits and still dealing with them. And I guarantee you it's going to be coming in other sports, hockey, you know, soccer over in Europe. I, it's going to be coming. They're going to say, it's hey, already you know. a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Soccer, it is. soccer or concussions really an issue in soccer. Uh, it's yeah. huge at the younger levels. In fact, they've, they've, pretty much gotten rid of heading the ball until you're i think 14 now is it heading um, where you get the concussion or is it like running it, into somebody's elbow or something? it's more likely you're going to get it a head-on head collision going up for a ball that's where it's more likely oh, that I mean, doesn't it, mean it, it don't feel good when you fucking smack the ball with the wrong part of your head but no you're yeah. right like you're going up for the ball right and and right. it's 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 unintentional touchness um yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, what did I have? Touchness. Unnecessary tackling, unintentional touch. Unnecessary, unnecessary tackling. tackling. Uh, hey, the Bills. Uh, Bills is Jerome, Bo- is Jerome Boger still an official? What's up? What are you drinking? Yeah, he is. Huh? Yeah. What are you yeah, drinking? Holy shit! What are we drinking tonight? I I think we. Oh, I got my I got my Surge White Claws, man. I don't mess around, man. Jeez. You know, White Surge Claws again? Are you fucking claws? shitting me? You know what, hey, Johnny? You got a guy who's in your in your club with you drinking White this, Claws. This, Good this for is you, buddy. listen. It's 2023. I'm gonna drink whatever I want and not exactly. be judged. Bang. Sounds like uh, a sounds like an upper Saint Clair drink. Inside, just like Johnny. <laughs> just like Johnny. Fuck you guys no, I ain't got no money club. for upper Saint Clair. And I, <laughs> I am a huge fan of you guys acknowledging this side of your personalities. It's great. That's I'm drinking bourbon. Name. 
And uh, uh, I'm I mean, having, it's 8%, uh, Ben. I don't know I'm if drinking. bourbon's 8%, but is white got, coke? Got, bourbon's a little more than 8%. I've still got a southern it's tier. 50, I've got uh, 51%. Uh, that one going right now. Oh, I've got I'm the drinking, I've got the southern uh, tier IPA here. So. Oh, very nice. Oh, every yes. time I, I told these guys. I said I was here. going light tonight, and I'm drinking a 7%. And Scarps beer, will know? appreciate this joke. Every time I see southern tier, I think of Neil Young. Every time. Every fucking time. Southern I'm drinking, uh, I'm drinking Ninkasi Total Domination IPA. All right. Which is some really good shit, but you guys can't buy that out there. Cause, hey, Johnny, you know, I appreciate Johnny. you. Johnny, Johnny's in the chat right now. And I know Ben's <laughs> always like, fuck you, Johnny. But Johnny and I are on the same page. And I did see that the vo- I did see that White Claw's got a little vodka soda, which I'm gonna just, I'm gonna venture into. I appreciate you, Johnny. Put, put Bozik's comment back up there again. Because I like story behind too. this, we're gonna. I tell. like all our everybody. So, everybody that engages is wonderful. So Johnny broke his toe last week camping. Yeah, so we all, saw on social media. Thanks for he, the visual. Yeah, thank thank you, Johnny, for the the painted toenails and the fucking long toes that could play the piano. <laughs> What the fuck was that, dude? What? Why would you post that? I don't. Anyway, I, I was disgusted. Krueger's. One of them go, was broken. And I Johnny, wouldn't open Twitter for a week. Johnny gets all hopped up on fucking White Claws while he's out camping and kicks a tree and breaks his toe. I'm like, dude, <laughs> how Freddy the fuck Kruger's do you do that? How, how do you do that? What the fuck? Anyway, sorry. Oh, I, I just needed to throw that out there. I'm crying. Well, that's good. I'm glad we know the history because I, I was curious. Uh, yeah. Steelers freak. The old lady loves pumpkin bears. So, we're oh, like, oh, God. And they're Dude, already. I mean, honestly, so like disgusting. every fall, I can drink like one of those. And then I'm no. like, okay, I'm done. Oh, God. We went, you went to the beer Zip. distributor last weekend. It was a fucking whole thing, man. We got about. <laughs> 60 to 72 bears just in the fridge right now. It was wonderful. All pumpkins, huh? Hey, you know what? The lady likes what she likes. That's I respect well. that, you know? Good, we uh, are getting into the good season for beer, though. Fall and winter beers are the yeah, best. I agree. Beers. I agree. Fall and winter beers are the yeah. best beers. I agree. Give me a Sam oh. Adams winter. Man, Give me any, any winter beer. Johnny, and, drunk I, accent, Johnny and Bozik and I have been to uh, something, an event here called Winter Drunk Fest many times. Oh. And it's actually not called that, but that's what we call it. And it's all <laughs> winter beers. And you go to this event, and it's like you walk in, you pay them, I don't know, 30 bucks or something, and they give you a mug and a bunch of chips. And you walk around, and you just sample all these winter beers, and you get fucking hammered in like 15 minutes, it seems like. Oh, yeah. So and you're then, saying there's and then you're, a... you're still there for another three hours, just taking little samples of of winter beers that are like you know nine ten percent, and it's amazing when you drink seventy two samples. For some reason, you get really really drunk. I don't know why. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, forgive me, but are you suggesting they won't have any icy light mango there? They won't have that this year. Yeah, no. That's a shame. Maybe next year, but this that's year summer, probably not. Summer beer. Yeah, I yeah. figured it's yeah. a, a shame. I did I try the icy light mixed with a Turner's tea, and it was, uh, it was, it was. I'll, I'll say this: it was above the drinkable line. Above so, the drinkable line. Yes. <laughs> so if we're talking about like the Mendoza line for beer, <laughs> right? no, no, really, was it like above the drinkable line? I mean, it, it sounds fucking horrible. I refuse well, to buy it, but if it's somewhere and it's free, I'll drink it. But somebody, I refuse to one buy of my buddies it. had some, and he was like, 
he he had some in his fridge, and I was like, I'm just gonna try one of these just to see. And well, I was like, on a, I, I could see on a hot summer day after yard work being like, mm-hmm. I could drink one of these, right? But at the same time, it's not something that I would go out and choose to drink. So the mango yeah. is definitely better. Um, which I had. Let one me of ask you today this: on the, the Turner's, course. the Turner's tea, icy light. Yes. If you had to compare that to like just Budweiser, would you put the Budweiser above it or below it? So I can't drink Budweiser because I threw up once after drinking a whole bunch of okay. it. Okay. So, so let's just let's I just say I don't, I don't even... let's just say let's go to Miller Lite. Miller Lite as a Ooh. as a reference. Miller Lite versus this this Turner's tea. The, I think the Turner's tea is better. Miller Lite sucks. Wow. Miller Lite does not suck. What the yeah, fuck? Miller Lite's fine. There, yeah. It's yeah. fine. Miller Lite's like, it tastes like beer at least. Yeah, yeah I guess. Gonna... All right. Bud, Bud Light is terrible, though. Can we at least agree? It is. Any, like, yes. So oh, atrocious. Yes, but Miller Lite actually tastes like beer. Even before right. even before the recent marketing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yes. before that. Way I mean, before. Why? Yes. 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 I just um, want to be clear. It, I, I, I just it's, I want to add. I, I'd put it below Iron City, below regular icy light, below icy light mango, um, but above Bud Light. So you know. So you're saying that icy doing. light is better than Bud Light? But is yes. it oh yeah, than by light? far. Yes. 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 Wait, no. Icy light's better than Miller Light. Eh. Yes. Oh Jesus. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna I'm call bullshit no. on this. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Bud right. Light we, tastes we, like ass. Not, I sent this off the rails. I'm sorry. No, no, no real quick. Uh, two things. Uh, first of all, it, it was Miller uh, Highlight now do. is delicious. But we go I, off the rails. Oh, uh, Milwaukee's best was was a big thing for <laughs> oh, yes, college. Beast, in college. Beast was the, the uh, beast. you get a keg of that for like 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was oh, your yeah. what was your what was your college beer? Yeah, well, it was, it was the Beast or uh, Natural Light. Miller Light and Natty Light. Yeah, Natty. High yeah. Life, when I, I went to Allegheny, oh, so it's a beer that. distributor in Meadville. You could get a case of High Life bottles for twelve fifty, And so... Yeah. I mean, that's just beautiful. The yeah. champagne of beers. <laughs> exactly. I, I do want to share a non-alcoholic story real quick. So we, Those we take, exist? Yeah, it, they do. <laughs> we take Junior to, to college uh, this week. And, oh, he's and, drinking a lot. Don't you worry. Yeah, I don't even want to know about it. He is. And <laughs> and so we're leaving. And, it's fine. And his, my his, wife had seen he's this. He's preparing his liver for real life. I'm sure it's he has fine. been. It's fine. Lord knows he's been fine. watching his father. Um, <laughs> so we're, we we find this little marketplace, and they, they had some pies and stuff. And I so my wife, we, we went in there, and so we're leaving. And she goes, wait a minute. Oh, my God, they have it. And she comes back out with two bottles of Turkey Hill lemonade. Ah, yeah. And I, I yeah. said, how do you know about Turkey Hill lemonade? And she goes, oh, well, we had it in Maryland when I was there on my last business trip. And I said, oh, yeah, that's very big in the bird, Turkey Hill. And uh, so she was very excited to find that lemonade. But, uh, yeah, so that's a non-alcoholic story. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I thought you were going to drop, like, a Jenny Cremail reference or something. Wow. Now, I haven't had one of those in 35 years. Yeah. Good I, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Old English 500. Holy <laughs> geez, malt liquor. Nothing wrong with and that. My yeah. very first Actually, beer was a uh, Carling's uh, Black Label. Yeah. Uh, which is Actually, terrible. The, the, 
the Jenny cream ales, if you can find them in a bottle, are yes. not bad. The Jenny cream ales in a can taste like ass, but ass. The, yep. the Jenny cream ales in a bottle taste Jenny like Craig? shit anyway. No, Jenny Jenny no. cream tastes <laughs> like mean, shit exactly. anyway. I, Jenny, I'm, Jenny I, Craig I, isn't I just, much better. Yeah. Like all those sweet, just, I'll be back. they're just gross. <laughs> I'm not a fan. No. Uh, before Jenny this gross. gets totally off the rails, uh, it, we, before you're yeah, late, dude. <laughs> we we do have the bills coming this was in. Not an overtime episode no, today, it's but not. it kind of was. Turned into one. Uh, um, you know what in. it is? We're all just fucking excited because we finally got some football. It, yeah, it, exactly. Uh, Josh Allen is scheduled to start. Uh, it sounds like they're going to play a lot of regulars. The Steelers, uh, Mike red Tomlin dog. said it. Everybody Aaron, is healthy. Aaron is with a red dog reference. Red Holy dog. shit. Uh, <laughs> they don't still make that, do they? Red Dog? I don't know. Uh, in any case, uh, Ian, what do you want to see from uh, the offense this week, knowing that they'll see a little bit more starters on defense? Yeah, uh, I want to see. And offense. Yeah. I, I want to see them move the ball consistently, convert third downs, uh, put the ball in the end zone when they're in the red zone. And yeah, you know, all the. Just. Just some, you know, some simple improvement. Yeah, con yeah, continued good reps from everybody, right? Just, yeah. you know, it's preseason. They're working on stuff, but I just want to see, you know, especially from like Broderick Jones, just get a little better from each week. Because we all know that regardless of what happens, good or bad, it's going to be crazy town on social media. Yes. Um, which, again, that's why most people listen to this show, because you do get pragmatic and, and pretty straightforward <laughs> opinions, I especially think most people of alcohol. I listen to this show because we're dicks. Uh, especially yeah. you guys. Not me. But yeah, all right. right. Yeah. 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 All yeah. of you. Not if me. If we're dicks, what you. does that make you? The nice guy on this show. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, is Casey ready? He's Hang available. on. Real quick. I oh, just want to sure. talk about this week. All I really want to see is improved communication. Communication was not sure. really a great thing, even amongst the offensive line last week. It was not really impressive. I just want to see that improve. So yeah. moving on, Casey. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, after a one-week hiatus, wow. I'm uh, going to turn it over to the late, great, but still with us, Casey Kasem. We dug hey. him up and propped him up, and he's doing a fucking podcast with us tonight. You can kill which not dead. Uh, or, or what is that? Yeah. Casey's coast to coast, American top party. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was, August 17th, 1989. Our favorite correspondent, Ryan, is once again back with us this week, sending his final wishes from Latrobe, Pennsylvania, as the Steelers wrap up training camp. Ryan writes, Dear Casey, Full transparency, I haven't been feeling that well. I've had this annoying pain somewhere between my ribs in that area where the fudge is made. So earlier this week, I went to the doctor to get checked out. The doctor ran a few tests and came back into the room. I looked at the doc and said, Doc, do I have that dog in me? The doctor had no idea what the hell I was talking about. Not only do I not have that dog in me, he told me I need to stop eating gas station food long after a night of hard liquor. <laughs> not a good week at all for me, Casey. But I know a few folks that had a nice week. None greater than Kenny Pickett. Steelers' first-round pick of the 2022 NFL Draft out of the University of Pittsburgh. 
Casey, I'm not sure you know this, but the Steelers in Pitt share a facility. I mean, how could an NFL franchise foot the utility bill on its own? But back to the point here. When I think of the greatest artists of all time, there's Van Gogh, Da Vinci, Rembrandt, Monet, and Picasso. And I can safely say you need to add Pickett to this list. <laughs> what he did against <laughs> what he did against the tenth string Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense was absolute perfection. <laughs> I have never seen a quarterback <laughs> never seen a quarterback dissect a deaf, dumb and blind defense quite like Pickett did. That throw to Pickens, I've never seen before in my life. It was such an NFL throw. <laughs> Casey, I don't care that it was against the Little Sisters of the Poor. Hang it in the Louvre. Let's call it Sunshine, Rainbows, Lollipops, Cupcakes, Unicorn Sparkles, and Rip Van Winkle's Dirty Undies. <laughs> Mason Rudolph also had a nice game against 15th Stringers. I fully expected him to fold after Mini Fridge snapped the ball over his head and gave up about 100 sacks and pressures. For those of you that don't know who Mini Fridge is, it's Kendrick Green. Oh, you didn't know? He's going to be the next amazing fullback because he's so great at playing center. That guy sucks. Anyways, back to Mason. He had a nice deep ball, tel- nice deep ball touchdown to Austin. He had a 15-yard run for a first down in two minutes. If you're going to compliment Pickett on playing against the JV squad, then you should do the same for Mason. Mitch looked terrible. No wonder Deontay punched him right in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Could Mason really be QB2? Even if it doesn't work out, Mason... I'll be right here waiting. (laughs) Well, Ryan, what a great segue into our number one song. For the second straight week, Richard Marks is at the top of the charts. Off his album, Repeat Offender, here's Right Here Waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, fuck. That was a good one. Oh. The off season yeah. is over and Ryan is back in football form. Oh, that was yeah. Uh, yeah, that was good, Ryan. Yeah, uh, you, you might need to take a week off more often. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, okay. Appreciate y'all. Thank I'm you. I'm sweating. I was laughing so hard. That was <laughs> fucked up. I feel the same. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whew. All right. Uh and on that note, uh, thank you once again to everybody. Uh, joining us uh, during the entire show. You guys are troopers of the highest order. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who listens or uh, watches at your own time. Um, Steelers will host the Bills this weekend. It's like a 6.30 game or it's something a weird like that. Time, yeah. yeah, it's a weird time uh, this week. Uh, and next anyway. week, they have a Thursday game, and we're going to be podcasting like right after the game ends. So how about I, that? I, absolutely. We will be spot on it, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, as uh, as we wind down here, thanks, everybody. Thank you to Deck Roofing. Thank you to Bradshaw Bourbon. Thanks to Variety Sports Network. And most of all, thanks to you guys. So uh, for the SCB crew, this is Steel Dad signing off on the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck.